Hey everyone, welcome to the Great Dance Debate. This is Chris Suchan. And I am Liz Borum, and we're super excited for this topic today, which is going to be about whether or not we agree that teachers under the age of 25 can be called master instructors. And if we can truly give them the title of a master instructor at such a young age. We are joined today by two incredible professionals in the dance industry. Uh, first, Ian Howe is for the idea of master teachers being under the age of 25. Ian is the owner and artistic director of Pacific West Performing Arts located in Northern Seattle, Washington. He has over 15 years of teaching experience and he has performed professionally as a dancer on Holland America for almost eight years. Hi, Ian. Hi, how y'all doing? <laughs> I'm doing great, how are you doing today? Doing well, excited to get going. Awesome. And we're also joined um, with Kristen, who's here to debate the other side that master teachers should not be called masters of their craft under the age of 25. Joining us is Kristen Carroll. She graduated summa cum laude from Auburn University with a degree in English. She's been teaching and choreographing in studios for almost 15 years, and now she resides in Tullahoma, Tennessee with her husband and two beautiful daughters. Kristen, what's up? Hi, everyone. Well, great. Well, guys, um, we are so excited to get this debate started. But before we do, we want to get to know you a little bit better and just some more things about you. So first off, both of you, what is your favorite podcast right now? Do you have a favorite podcast? Oh, wow. Favorite podcast. Um, I'll be honest and say that I have one that I listen to in the morning, but it's more of a news podcast. So probably a little boring in that way, but it's called The Daily Zeitgeist. It's half news half comedy so that's the way i digest my morning news i love that yeah what about you kristen nice. i'm a boring mom i don't do podcasts unless they're kids kid bop music um but this platinum one is going to become my new favorite <laughs> awesome i All love right. that yeah second question what is your starbucks order <laughs> uh my starbucks order is a vente um no lemonade uh drango dragon mango fruit refresher or the durango mango fruit i didn't even know that existed <laughs> it's it is the most caffeinated um drink that they have that's not coffee huh. oh, i'll write it down <laughs> you heard it here first <laughs> right yeah. Kristen, what's yours i go with the venti cold brew sometimes that they add the gingerbread in there for the holidays but Anything with a cold brew on top is good for me. Ah, delicious. All right, this is a tougher one. What is your favorite style of dance? Okay, I'll give you two. Because my favorite style to dance is musical theater. I love the expression in it, um, how you tell, dance. all dance is tell stories. But this one leads a story throughout a, a show. But my favorite style to teach is ballet, oddly enough. I like the rigidity and you instantly see the difference in the kids if they start to make those corrections right. So it's rewarding for both sides of us. <laughs> That's awesome. How about you, Ian? Um, I... I guess I'll give two or three, like my favorite to perform and do is a good like jazz funk hip hop number, um, just kind of lets me do something that I don't normally get to do. Um, but I grew up as a tap dancer. So like watching dance, I love watching an amazing tap number that will, I'll, I'll sit there like a kid in a candy store the whole time. <laughs> well, to follow that question up, guys, what is your favorite dance movie? Taps. 
1985 taps Gregory Hines done that is yep I'll go classic and say Dirty Dancing. <laughs> oh, I love the Dirty... I thought you were going to say Sing It in the Rain, but no, I love the Dirty Dancing. Oh, yeah. classic. I'm like, it's a classic. It's a classic now, everybody. Um, and, then, and then finally, guys, if we were to open up your dance bags right now, what would three things be in your dance bag right now? There's a lot more than three. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm sure. Say. Yeah, just give us three things. I have my Leducas from my sweet husband that I love. Um, I have a dry erase marker because I'm constantly writing on the mirrors. I Sorry, the studio owners. I, I love that. that. I just erase it as I go. Um, and a water, well, probably like 10 half empty water bottles. <laughs> um, I have my laptop because I can never leave home without that. Um, I probably have some type of energy drink because that's just the way we roll um and then i'm pretty sure i have biofreeze or some type of oh, something injury prevention right <laughs> yes. well it's in there it doesn't necessarily mean it gets used but it's in there i have I it just that. in case i love it well we are all giggles and smiles right now but guys it's about to get real we're about to bring on the debate i just want to remind the sides of ian being for the idea of master teachers being under the age of 25 while Kristen feels that master teachers should not necessarily be under the age of 25 but definitely older and i just want to say before we get started these are not the views of a platinum national dance competition but the views of two amazing professionals in our field so uh without further ado ian how about you take it away Okay, so I, um, the dance industry is always changing, how the teachers who are out there are always changing, which is awesome and amazing. Um, I think that teachers under the age of 25 going out there, studios, conventions, um, everything, they just have a different point of view that I think this generation especially needs is attached to and needs. So I think having those dancers that they've probably grown up with, especially on social media, because it is such a um, instant gratification culture that they can look up something, they can type in a name really quickly. And then there's like 20 dance videos of that person in every different avenue, every different place, either be it the space in Brea, California or somewhere you know, at some convention that they were at or even some dance that they were competing. I think that that is what this generation has latched onto and that's what they know and that's what they understand. So I think for them to be able to have um, teachers that are closer to their age that they can connect with says a lot about what this generation needs as opposed to bringing in somebody who, again, 25 is not that old or over 25 is not that old, but I think there is going to be that generational gap that they will start to lose interest in that because it's not necessarily something or someone that they feel like they might be able to connect to. You're, you're saying an older teacher would be oh, yes, I'm sorry. harder yeah, to and connect to. Gotcha. Yes, correct. Yeah. correct. All right, Kristen, take it away. All right. Good job, Ian. <laughs> <laughs> she says okay, before so she devours you. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest, I taught my first master class at 23. I was not ready. I was not. I feel like these dancers go to studio and they get their technique and they get their basis there. And at these big conventions or at these big master classes, that's where they dive more into style and different ways to view this technique. I didn't know what my style was at 23. I had just gotten out 
of taking classes myself. And so I was still so focused on, well, what did that teacher do? How did I, how have I done it since I was five? But I'd never dived into what my style was, how I would take that eight count or how I would hear the music differently. Um, so I think the older we get, the more we find our own. And then those students can appreciate a different style to then put in their back pocket for when they do become old enough to want to dive into this situation too, or they want to then share their style with other people. 25 and under is also still kind of a me, me, me type of age where you do want it to be about you. And so maybe when you're up there and you're teaching, you're still focused on you instead of focused on all those kids out there. And it's just a different folk. You have to be able to control that room, but also make it about the kids. And that's sometimes hard um, when you're younger, because like you said, Ian, they're closer in age, so they might want to be besties instead of teach them how hard it is to do this, but how they can. Yeah, I guess I would say, I mean, I guess I have two thoughts on that is that like, I think as dancers in general, as teachers in general, well, I was, I'll start with dancers, but then that might lead into teaching or whatever. I think in this industry, in general, we are an egotistical bunch to a certain degree, like, you know, we like to be on stage. We like to be the center of attention to some degree. Not all of us, maybe. There might be, I mean, I definitely have students that are like, no, I'll be, I'll be the, the person in the back. I'll be a part of the back. Corner. I, think, <laughs> I think I would say, I would say in general, most of us do have that bug. We like to be on the stage. We like to be the center of attention. So I don't think that's necessarily something that needs to be lost. I don't think that that is something that is going yeah. to affect the teaching experience as a whole. Now, there are definitely pockets of that. I will agree with that. But I don't think that that's a bad thing. I think that is something as a dancer, as a teacher, I would want to have kind of reaffirmed being like, yeah, if you're going to go into that audition, you know, I'm going to teach you how to cultivate that and be mm-hmm. that person that the front audition center. wants to, yeah, front <laughs> center type deal. Um, and then to go off of the point of still figuring out yourself, what about those students that have, that grew up in a studio? Like I have plenty of friends where their parents were studio owners. So they were, they've been in it since birth. I mean, you know, um, you have like Autumn Miller who her parents, Kristen Miller and Corey Miller, they have the launch program. It's in Brea, California right now. She grew up in it and she's 20. And I think like the classes I've seen her teach and, um, you know, the stuff that they put out on Instagram and Facebook and all the other social media platforms that they're on is absolutely amazing. You know, I think. Oh, absolutely. And I totally agree that you should teach at a young age. That's how I learned. Honestly, I was a better dancer once I once I taught and I started teaching at like 18, 19 because I had to figure out how to explain things. It's not just watching a video and doing it. I had to figure out why it's important for them to be in fifth before they pot a shot and tell them how to do it instead of just making them mimic me. I would totally, totally agree that especially people who grow up in studios please teach, be in a class, be hands-on before. Um, But same thing to that point, it is the Autumn Miller name, right? Everyone follows Autumn Miller on Instagram. So are they going to her for the name and the fame then, or are they going for the the class that she teaches? But does that matter? Yeah. I mean, again, like, does that matter though? If like, so, I mean, I I have nothing better to do. So I follow lots of dancers on social media and like, (laughs) holy holy crap, I wish I could do that. Um, But I mean, as long as they're getting to that person and they're finding, as long as they're finding someone who they're like, oh my gosh, I really like what they're doing. I really like their style. I really 
I'm close to them, whatever, mm-hmm. then does that really matter? I, I don't, I don't see the correlation between that. Cause I mean, as long as they're getting there and then they can take that class and it's a good class, or if they're coming away with something, then, you know, if they're on Instagram or if it's through, Oh, Hey, I saw your mom at Starbucks and she ordered that, you know, <laughs> mango dragon fruit refresher that that one amazing <laughs> person talked about, you know, where do you go teach? So I, I think, you know, I think again, it's just, that's how, again, that's how this generation is connecting with those younger dancers and the people that are close with them is that, you know, social media is their word of mouth now, you know, TikTok is where they're getting their news and seeing the trends and everything. So, you know, I think social media is the bridge that we didn't have. And to a degree, I wish we did have, because that would have, I mean, instantaneous as awful as that is for some things like, I would love to be able to like see my favorite dancer and be like, oh my gosh, I can like that. I can potentially talk to them. I can potentially connect with them. My, I had an old ballet, you know, they sit there with the cane, they keep the counts. She would always say, I'm never bringing in an instructor unless they are an expert in their style. And so does social media make them an expert in their style? Or like you said, as long as they are taking those classes, they grew up in the studio, they were born to do this. Sure, those are the exception, but does that, does this age in this age does social media really make them the expert and it could just be in one style too it doesn't have to be across the board believe me i would never come in and teach a hip hop hip hop master class you have never seen me do that for platinum and i never will <laughs> um, but if you are in that one style does it does social media make you an expert so i want to i want to piggyback on that just being on so you think you can dance just being on right. a television show just and social media does that make you worthy of being a master teacher i <laughs> my, okay i mean I, i'll be honest i'll be honest my my initial answer is no just because just because you were on some type of platform that everybody knows you doesn't necessarily mean that you are a great teacher but at the same time that is the social currency now that people that that is used mm-hmm. it's, it's relevant it's not, now yeah it's right. relevant now so yeah. i think as much as my initial reaction, and again, being an older, you know, teacher with that, it's still one of those where I'm like, that's the social currency that everybody knows. That's the the way that people are getting jobs now. And that's the way that people are getting known is through, maybe not necessarily so you think you can dance, but the world, the world of dances, the, the, you know, again, all the connecting on TikTok and social media, like, I think that is where we are now basing our, um, where this generation is basing their idea of what a master teacher is or not. I guess my my thing is, is then, is what is the definition of a master teacher? And how does that then connect to when I was dancing 20 years ago, you know, still in the studio being a competitive dancer to now this generation? Like, is, is that, is the definition of a master teacher versus guest teacher or whatever you want to call it? Like, is that different? What is that definition? Right. And I think, I don't think that the, so you think, or the dancing with the stars or any of these people, this should give them the opportunity to become one. Sure. That this shouldn't take away the chance, their experience they gain from that show or from whatever they're showing on Instagram, how many followers that should offer them the chance to be um, a master teacher, but that doesn't make them one. I like what you said about guest teacher. That's, I mean, that's a much better term for me um, in terms of I'm bringing someone who has the name and the fame and they're a guest teacher. I'm not saying that they're a master at their craft. I'm saying that you might recognize them from Instagram, social media, TV, 
sure, let's bring them in and see what you can learn from them. It's not like we're expecting an expert in that field yet. All right, Liz. I think we're ready. Yeah. All right, guys. You will have uh, 20 seconds to kind of sum up your um, argument for your side of this debate. I will start the timer. Um, and Ian, you are up first. And go. I think that as long as you are finding somebody that is quality and that fits your studio and has the um, drive and the will to bring something to wherever you are, studio, convention, whatever, is, I think under 25 is perfectly viable. I think that it is amazing to be able to call them master teacher if they have what they Time. what you want. Oh, <laughs> Ooh, 20 seconds goes quick. That was oh, good, though. So good. So good. All right. Listen, we like, you know, time, time's no, up. No, no, no. All right, Kristen. Three, two, one, go. I think we all need a little bit more time as teachers to find our own style, to find how we are going to contribute to the dance world so that others are learning from us. 25 is just an age. But I feel like it gives you maturity, it gives you time, it gives you all the things to where you can convey this to students. And age doesn't matter, but I think time. <laughs> I like that she whispered the last little bit. That was great. I know. She saw me lean into the microphone and tell her to stop. She knew it was coming. <laughs> You guys, that was a great discussion. I think that uh, a lot of people listening are going to be like, yeah, I see that side. Oh, yeah, I see that side. So well done. Way to argue the points. Way to argue both sides. I think that was thank great. You. Um, and uh, thank you so much for your time with us today. Um, just getting to spend some time with some professionals in the field, talking it out, talking dance. Yeah, it was yeah. very interesting. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Yeah, for so sure. Bye. For sure, for sure. All right. So bye. We'll see you soon. All right. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Thanks, bye, guys. friends. Thank you. Liz. That Chris, was so cool. That was so cool. Um, it was in very interesting, um, you know, to hear them kind of go back and forth with some really strong points for, for both sides. I agree. I was a little, I have a, an opinion, I but to too. sort of, yeah, but to sort of hear their sides of it. And I thought it was really interesting to see, to hear Ian's point of view that uh, the dancers want to relate to somebody closer to their age, because to me, that's a negative, but for him, it was a positive, but I was like, Oh no, I get it though. That does make sense that they want to see that person up there and, and, and learn from them and all of that, instead of the wisdom that comes with somebody older that you always equate with a masterclass. I was like, Oh, but I see where you're coming from. Yeah. I could see, honestly, I thought they did a really great job with that one. Um, yeah. You know, I'm interested to um, hear what our listeners have to say about that as well. It's interesting because, you know, we put this poll of all of our podcast topics out on Instagram earlier this year or back last year, actually. Um, and we asked them all the questions for all of our upcoming topics so we could kind of get a gauge on what our followers um, think and what their opinions are. Um, so, for this topic, it was 55% said no, teachers under 25 should not be considered master masters. Um, and only 45% said yes, so very close, like 55 and 45%. So even our yeah. Instagram followers are also kind of like, it looks like they're both torn and, you know, have a lot, have a lot of opinions about it too. It was one of our closest, I will spill the beans here. It was one of our closest um, percentages for all of the topics that we have um, this season. 
That's so interesting. Well, Liz, I've got some stats for you based on um, the professionals, I'll say, in the field that I reached out to about these topics. I have a very different number for you. Are you ready for this? Yeah. I only have 15% that are four master teachers under the age of 25. 85% of professionals in the field feel like a, a master teacher should not be under the age of 25. So it's interesting, right? That is interesting because, you know, you're looking at... Instagram results, you know, mm-hmm. who are our followers, um, and that that's probably a mix of studio owners, professionals, a lot of, you know, I dancers. know our followings, a lot of dancers and younger, you know, students where mm-hmm. you're getting that actual professional dance right. teacher opinion, mm-hmm. and they're basically being like, nope, this shouldn't happen. That is that's very interesting. Really cool. interesting. Yeah. And I think, I think too, maybe at the end of the day, what I'm kind of going to take away from this, maybe we need to change the verbiage. Maybe we need to, as a as an industry, call them guest teachers. Yeah, and take that word re- out. Take that word out. Reserve it for actual masters of a craft. I think we should. We we can do that. Let's maybe look at that. Yeah, maybe that's the answer, Chris. We just think, stop using that. Yeah, everyone's and, just a guest. Be our guest. <laughs> everyone's a guest. Yeah, everyone's a what guest. I, what I'm really excited about for this season is getting um, two sides of every story. Everyone has an opinion, and it doesn't mean it's right or wrong. I'm so excited to find out what people have to say about all these topics coming up. Um, yeah. What else, Liz? Well, make sure that you guys are following us on our Instagram. That way you guys can comment and also give us some of your feedback. Um, you can follow us at Dance Platinum Co. on our Instagram handle. Uh, we'd love, love, love to hear your thoughts on this podcast as well. The link will be up in our bio under our link tree. So make sure you guys do that. And also, um, if you haven't subscribed yet, subscribe. What yeah, are you waiting we've for, got, you know? We've got great things coming up. And let us know if there's topics that you want us to talk about. Let us know. We'd love to debate them. Yeah, we'd love to. All right, All right. Guys. Until the next great dance debate. Liz, it was a pleasure. I'll see you soon. All right. Bye, everyone. Thanks. Bye, guys. Bye.